Sunday Pour Special Final Four Post Game Edition. We wanted Gonzaga to be tested. We're waiting for the big test. We were waiting for someone to put them in a barn burner. Just give them a game. Five minutes left, one possession game. Let's see what they're made of. Well, they go to overtime tonight against UCLA, and uh, I guess they showed us something. And <laughs> not much to say about that first game. I think uh, this is the unofficial Gonzaga UCLA post game showdown. I thought we were going to open up with uh, Houston shit in the bed and Baylor just run away with it. I was disappointed that Baylor didn't get tested, speaking of tests. But yeah, that game that we just. Well, they're getting a test Monday night. It's they're going to have to – the final has a lot to live up to, man. There's no way. I mean, that game we just saw was the game of the tournament. Um, Gonzaga on the ropes. Uh, you, of course, everybody at home is pulling for UCLA, underdog. Um, I wonder in a full arena, I wonder what, you know, what kind of difference that would have made. I'm sure everybody would have been going bonkers for UCLA. But uh, just an incredible run by the Bruins. Gonzaga, I mean, they they were with them every step of the way. Or you said it was with Gonzaga. I don't know how, how you want to put it. It was an incredible game. If, it's, a, it's a cliche game because uh, nobody deserved to lose. Everybody left everything on the floor. And uh, I don't know. You can probably think of a dozen other cliches. But it was uh, an amaz- amazing game. Yeah. I mean, one of the best regional finals I could probably uh, – or not regional. What is it? Regional, regional semifinals. One of the best regional semifinals I can remember. I mean, just uh, – I mean, seven different times you thought UCLA was dead in this game. They just kept coming and coming. First half, they hang around with them. Uh, you know, they – you could see UCLA out of the gate. They wanted to slow it down, right? Cronin yelling from the sideline that they would get rebounds. You could tell the kids wanted to go. He's yelling at them, that slow it down. You can't get in a track meet with Gonzaga, right? Um, so – they did everything right in the first half, UCLA. Everything's going right. And you look up at the end of the half, they're down one. They did everything in their power, control the pace, slow it down, and you look up at the scoreboard and you're down one. It I felt like they were dead half. at halftime. Yeah, it, was, it did feel like a perfect half. And that's why I thought they were dead at the half. <laughs> because that was everything, thought, yeah, that was everything they had. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I thought they shot. I thought they gave them everything. Obviously, it was wrong. Um, and even in the second half, Gonzaga goes up seven. They get a little uh, basket there, technical. They get a couple shots in the ball. They go up seven. And then I'm like, all right, now it's over. UCLA just kept coming and coming and coming and coming. Uh, yeah, UCLA showed them something. I didn't think UCLA had that in them. Uh, incredible, though. Until the, last, uh, until the last shot, man. They played every step of the way with Gonzaga. And then that shot at the end by Suggs, just a uh, backbreaker. Absolutely. Yeah, shot in the head, man. I mean, that was the the play it, with the the miss and then the lay the, the self rebound and the layup. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking double overtime, beautiful. And they get it to half court. Timmy gets it, throws it in, into uh, Suggs. Suggs goes to three quarters court, whatever it was, you know, going the other way. And uh, biggest the biggest kiss of of Raptors' career is what they said. It was an, um, incredible. Yeah. You couldn't uh, ask for a more dramatic ending. I'm kind of uh, tired of Timmy and the mustache thing. Well, that's why I try to bring uh, – I don't – has anybody said, Timmy? Am I, I, you know, I, don't, I just figured that would be 
or am I just dating myself with with the South Park reference from 20 years ago? No, I think people know what Tim A is. South Park's still relevant. I watched the vaccine special. How was it? Any good? Uh, Yeah, it's all right. Still got it? They still throw on their fastball? Uh, I don't know. I was was into it as a kid. South Park a little bit. Didn't really stick with it. Appreciate the brilliance of the show, but I don't know. You have to talk to like a hardcore South Park fan. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, what were we right. talking about about South Park? Uh, Timmy, that's all. Uh, oh, Timmy, yeah, I'm sick of his mustache shit. <laughs> it's fucking annoying me. I don't, like, I don't like Kispert either. <laughs> this is an unlikable Gonzaga team outside of Suggs. So yeah, Suggs isn't so bad. Timmy with the mustache rubs me the wrong way, and Kispert just looks like the prototypical like 80s jock and every <laughs> every he could be like the leading guy on like the jocks that were uh in the revenge of the nerds movies oh, kisper yeah. could be their number one yeah for sure <laughs> right right next to jefferson darcy <laughs> and suggs had the play of the game probably the uh the block in the, the pass i mean that pass was uh it showed it just now yeah the mustache thing right there see yeah with two minutes left, a little much. Come on, is this a foul? I, I, oh, he got a little so the arm. Yeah, got a little the arm coming by, but nah, wasn't agreed. Yeah, that was the that was the big. Uh, there's two big plays at the end of regulation. That and the Kisper uh, offensive rebound and putback, yeah. with just under a minute left. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, I thought they were dead after both of those plays. I thought the block was like reminiscent of LeBron's block at the end of uh, Game Seven. Yep, going the other way. And um, I, UCLA, I, I'm no, surprised. That one-handed ba- bounce pass is, like, impossible. And it was past two UCLA defenders. I don't know how he got it through. And it was on the money. And Spread stride, the needle. And stride. Yeah, just a beautiful that, – that's, that's a big-time play. That's a – the percentage people can make that play in college basketball is, I don't know, in the single digits somewhere. Yeah. UCLA is a pretty young team, too. Yeah, they're going to be really good next year. I've uh, read they have a lot of people coming in and a lot of guys staying. That's they're going to lose in the second round next year. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's it's so hard. Yeah, it's so hard to uh, to get back to this point. But yeah, is it? Uh, it's, man, tough. It's, cr- it's crazy with all the, um, just how random some of these early games are. You know, the upsets. The weird teams making it, you know, deep. You got 11s, 12s, 7s, 8s going deep. And we still end with the two best teams uh, in, in, basketball, in college basketball going to meet on Monday night. Yeah, wild how that ended up, you know. We uh, talked about how crazy we thought this tournament was going to be, how wide open, and then you get uh, one <laughs> versus one on Monday night. And it was. It was wide open. It was just, you know, the cream rises. And yeah, just, I mean, you, got, you got a bunch of surprises. Yeah, you got a bunch of surprises. It's just uh, – it wasn't easy for these, these teams. Obviously, Gonzaga tested tonight. Baylor got their test, I guess, in the Sweet 16 against Nova. They were trailing in the second half, you know, 10 minutes left. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, both teams are going to get their big – well, I don't – I mean, you, Gonzaga was tested tonight, but I, Baylor is definitely getting their biggest test for the season on Monday night. I got I to gotta get a spread on that. I'm going to say, like, six, Gonzaga. 
Yeah, they've got to be. Yeah, because they routinely win outside of tonight's game. They routinely win by 15 points. This is ridiculous how they rolled over most of the field. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, tonight we've got, we've got a tight one, and Baylor, Baylor being their best competition is going to be six. Is that – yeah, I don't know which way they would go. I'm going to say six. Six sounds right. I think if I think if tonight was a little, they handle you say a little more um, definitively. It maybe be a little higher, but six sounds about right. Five and a half, six. And I kind of like Gonzaga laying the points. What's your thought process? Who like who would you rather be? Would you rather be the team that's going in over over an overtime win, or the team that just rolled over the competition? You'd rather be the guy just who just played for your lives, right? Yes, battle tested. Yeah, you're hyped up. Zaga's finally battle tested. Yep, he took the. Maybe they maybe they needed to play that game in order to prepare for Baylor. Yeah, because Baylor came out the same way. If they rolled over UCLA and Baylor came out giving the same kind of fight, they might not be ready for it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe Gonzaga threw the game. They wanted they wanted it to be close to prepare for Baylor. They played with fire. (laughs) They were shaving points (laughs) for themselves for their own good. Right, that's how good they are. They shaving points just to uh, they wanted they wanted a little rush. But Alabama, Michigan, Gonzaga, and Baylor would have been a tall, tall order for for uh, first four team. What do you mean? Oh, for uh, that's, that's what they beat. That's the last. Well, that would have been the last four games that they were to go on to win the championship. They beat Bama. They beat Michigan. Yeah, those are four good teams. I, I I can't believe UCLA played that well. I'm like, it, I'm, it takes a lot to like surprise me, especially in college. But they, uh, it wasn't like it wasn't like Gonzaga didn't have their A game. I mean, they I guess they didn't technically have, you know, their best game. But I didn't feel like Gonzaga played bad. Like I felt like yeah, in order for ninety three points, they scored. They I know. I felt like in order for UCLA to be in this game, though, Gonzaga was going to have to be a little tight and just. Uh, you know, give them give them a few points here and there. I really didn't feel that. I feel like UCLA just went out there and took it, and uh, obviously they just come up short, in, like just horrific fashion at the end. That's, uh, oh yeah, and that's yeah. They didn't lose it. They just that. I mean, the half court shot beat them. <laughs> I, mean, I was wait. I was waiting for them to give it up. I like I, I UCLA. I was waiting for them to kind of just pack it in. It just never came, and they actually they made Gonzaga have to take it, man. Answer, Gonzaga man. had to earn it. Answer the bell every time. Answer the bell every time. And that's why. That's why I took that miracle shot to beat them. Unreal, unbelievable. That's it, man. Easter, Easter Eve, an Easter Eve classic. Classic. The Easter Eve game. Um, oh, there's a bunch of Easter Eve games, though. <laughs> All right. I don't so, know if you. Can... I, it, it was really. I was really disappointed. I'm looking at Charles Barkley right now, and the halftime. Yeah. I. I was cooking during most during most of the game, so I'm watching like I, that's all I had on. I wasn't like flipping around the TV or anything. And mm-hmm. these idiots at halftime are arguing about like efficiency because they're like, "Oh well, UCLA." I'm not going to do a good job explaining it, but you know, UCLA has to play efficiently. And like Clark Kellogg thought, if you know, the definition of efficiency was one thing, and Barkley was like, "Well, yeah, but efficiency is this, and this is the kind of efficiency they need." And Kenny Smith chimes in. And they were just a three I, – I, they said efficiency about 60 times in 90 seconds uh, on the halftime show, just going back and forth trying to figure out who 
whose definition and what kind of efficiency UCLA needed to stick with Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah I, had, I had the halftime halftime show on. I, I don't remember that. They said kind of zone out. They said efficiency a lot. Yeah, they they got to fill time. I I get it. You know what I mean? They <laughs> especially as we, since they as we let it go to dead air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not easy. Sometimes you just got to repeat yourself nine <laughs> nine or ten times. You're right. Sometimes fill, you fill an some, hour. Sometimes you just got to repeat yourself nine or ten times to fill an hour. <laughs> repeat game <laughs> repeat game <laughs> oh man classic um and also did did charles barkley call clark Kellogg dick clark did that happen that... <laughs> i saw that someone it was on twitter right someone uh well they showed it at the halftime show like after, after right, the break yeah. yeah they showed it on yeah from twitter i have no idea if it happened or not but Maybe just called him a dick. That's what I would do. Yeah, you're a dick, Clark. Yeah. <laughs> that, must, that must have been it. <laughs> At least uh, that would be my story if I was Barkley. I think everyone would buy it. Uh, so outside of um, – yeah, it's a good point. They would absolutely buy Barkley dropping that on live air. Outside, yeah. of, outside of the fact that you think they're, they're coming in off the better game, uh, anything from Baylor today or anything from Gonzaga today that – that leads you to, to like, to favor Gonzaga on Monday. Uh, I think I think um, people are kind of a victim of the moment. They kind of are a slave to what they saw last, and I think that the average person now is going to see what Baylor did to Houston, which was throttle them. And the last thing they saw uh, Gonzaga do was you know have to go to the wire with an 11 seed, even though I wasn't your average 11 seed. Mm-hmm. So I think people are going to look at Baylor as a live dog in this game, and I think this is when Baylor finally pulls the rug from everyone, under everyone, and finally lets them down. So that's, that's just my first instinct. Uh, it is subject to change, though. I could turn myself I, – I could persuade myself into Baylor by Monday night, but I don't think so. My first uh, lean is Gonzaga. With Gonzaga chasing history here as an undefeated champion – does that yes. come into Does that come into play at all? I don't know. I feel like they just. I feel like they just got their scare. All right, I have Dave Mason nothing, right now posting the Zags minus four and a half. Nothing left to fear. You think? Four and a half. Not, okay. not so much. Nothing left to fear. Just. It's like when you get that first game. When you get that first game under your belt in a in a conference tournament, you get your legs under you, mm-hmm. and then you go and you play the team that's had had a buy. Mm-hmm. Baylor Baylor almost had a buy. I feel like yeah. Yeah. Baylor yeah. Baylor. You know, I'm not saying they didn't play hard, but it was just the, it was just a free free pass into the into the championship game. Gonzaga first of fifteen. <sighs> I don't I don't get involved with those bets. <laughs> those are those are too out of control for me. <laughs> Just saying, that was a hot bet early in the tournament. I don't know if this was going to be uh, – if there's a reason to believe that the team coming off the overtime win would, you know, would come in a little hot. I would definitely favor Gonzaga. If you made me pick or, a side, I would favor Gonzaga. Or they're going to be overhyped and everything's going to be long. Back rim, back rim. Because they're going, they're going – uh, they're ODing. I don't know. I think they're going to come out poised. On a mission on Monday. And I didn't mean to say OD uh, with DMX and life support. It's not what I meant at all. And that was not an allusion to that. 
You see it. You thought about it. I didn't even think of that. That's my that's my respect for DMX. So that's it. Get 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 well soon, man. It doesn't sound like he's gonna. No, nah, it's a tough one. Vegetative, vegetative. I can't say it. Oh, we got it. we got it though. Oh, is that is that bad? I mean, I heard is it a, <laughs> I heard it was life support. I didn't hear like odds or anything like that, or how bad it was. I just heard life support um, after a heart attack after having an OD. Yeah, still on life support. That's uh, that's the uh, latest report. Can I he ask- was in New Haven a couple years ago. Do you sell to him? No, I know. I know someone. Uh, it was more of like a friend of a friend sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Ran into him in New Haven, like at a gas station. He was all twisted, trying to score drugs. Oh man! Yeah. That's, so this is. Uh, it's been. It's been going on, I think, a little bit for DMX. Can I, Can I ask uh, a little bit of a naive question? Sure. What was the, what drug did he OD on? Was it heroin? Oh, I don't know. Uh. I think he's got uh, uh, I think he's got a little bit of a taste for the crack cocaine. I read somewhere. Oh, he's a connoisseur, crack cocaine. Connoisseur. Yeah, all right. I was on his Wikipedia page before. Doing your research, <laughs> all right. Doing my DMX research. Yeah, <laughs> I think it said he started smoking crack cocaine pretty young. Yeah, yeah. Which, he, uh, how old is he? Like fifty-five. Fifty. Oh, all right. He's also a Christian and has stated that he reads the Bible every day. Oh, I mean, you could read the Bible before you go do your crack, I guess. Doesn't make, doesn't make the, doesn't mean the crack problem is going to go away if you keep doing the crack. You want to take a guess at how many kids DMX has? Uh, give, me, give me 13, a little baker's dozen, 13. 15. Ooh, <laughs> I undershot it. Jeez. Oh, man. Wow. Thinking about him. Thinking about all of the guy. Today. The guy just doesn't miss. <laughs> <laughs> 15 for 15. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Wow. Yikes. Well, I he has spoke openly about his addiction to crack cocaine which began when he was 14 years old after he smoked a marijuana cigarette laced with the drug. Ah, I see. You don't get that. I, I don't know if I believe that story. You think that's true? Why not? I don't know. Blaming his addiction on an accident. Uh, I mean, who knows how he tried. Maybe, maybe, I don't think he said it was an accident. He could have been like, yeah, I'll, I'll smoke it. You want to smoke <laughs> he, He's the one who laced it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know, it's, it's rolled up. Somebody say, "Go smoke this joint." You're like, yeah, You're like, oh, it's laced with crack. Huh. all right. You know, yeah, I got your fourteen. You're an idiot, uh, and you really like it, and that's the end of it. You know what I mean? You think if you smoked a joint laced with crack cocaine, you'd be addicted right then and there? I don't. I don't know how crack works. I would. I guess if it's that addicting, there's supposed like a, to, yeah. There's a dependency. Yeah, because you get the shakes and stuff. You you don't smoke it again. I don't know. One time it feels like uh, one time, you know, if you're going to do crack. If, <laughs> we'll say, we'll this is good advice, kids. Hang on. Go ahead, finish your, finish your statement. I'm going to write this down. If you're going to do crack. Yeah, please, you know, responsibly. If you're going to do it, 
you have to you have to like have a hard stance for yourself. Like this is a one time thing. I don't care how fucking good it is. Yeah. It's all downhill after the first time. Right. It's like you a know, cheat meal. Don't chase it. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> yes. It is. It is the cheat meal of, of drugs for sure. Yeah. Do not do crack without. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a large cheese pizza. That's all it is. Yeah. That's what crack is. Just make sure you get the salad for lunch tomorrow. <laughs> See, what happens, man, if you have uh, legalized weed, you don't have to worry about this. It's not going to lace. You're going to go to the dispensary and lace your joint with crack. It's not going to happen. Uh, the government will get around to that. They won't lace it with crack, but they'll lace it with other shit that'll be 25 fuck years us up. Now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, fuck. That's, good That's where the microchips are going to come in. It's going to be through Crash our weed. Work. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Coming to stop you. I mean, no, I mean, with microchip, I carry an iPhone with me everywhere I go. What do you need a microchip for? If you need a microchip inside of somebody with with everybody carrying iPhones, then you're an idiot. Yeah. I already know. I already know everyone, the, the government knows where I am at all times. Yeah. All yeah. times. Yeah. I was thinking about it. Really impossible to get away with a the murder these days. With everything. I mean, there's cameras everywhere. Yeah. We, we, we have talked about it briefly on the show before. Yeah, there can't be a motive if you're going to get away with murder. Right. I was watching so one I don't of, even think about killing your wife or husband because it's not going to work. I was watching one of those shows the other night, and man, those Dateline shows. Yeah. And I don't know who – all those hosts are ridiculous. I don't know their Chris names. Hansen. Uh, I don't, I don't, you know, <laughs> Chris Hansen was the guy on the uh, when they used to the under they used to run the sting operation, yeah. I know him, show up, yeah. I know him, yeah. I, he was on, he's not on these shows though, but I'm thinking of at least, oh. I don't know, the old, the guy with white hair and the guy with a real lazy eye. What the guy with the guy with white hair, hate Bill Hader does an impression of him, and then there's a guy with a real lazy eye, James Carville. He's no, no, James no, Carville. No, no. no I've, I couldn't even tell you who's on Dateline. I have no, no idea. Whatever it is. I don't even know if it's even Dateline. But uh, so there 60 was like, minutes? There was a, maybe a six, 60, on, 60 on own or something like that. Uh-huh. So there was like uh, the whole situation was there's a stepdaughter and uh, she was getting flirtatious with the father, allegedly. Uh, yada, yada, yada. The stepdaughter waxed the mom. The step mom. She was a, no, foster, wait a minute. foster daughter, not a stepdaughter. Oh, foster, foster daughter. daughter. Yeah, this sorry. makes it more sense. Makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's more that, of a foster daughter type of crime. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So she came out after a few months and said, you know, confess it. Yeah, I did it. But the, uh, the dad egged me on to do it. So oh. he's an accomplice. But listen to this. They're like, for months, they wa- uh, we waffled about what, you know, how they're going to do it. First, they talked about using a gun. Then they talked about hiring a hitman. They, she killed her by stabbing her 170 times with a kitchen knife. That's your fucking that's plan? You planned out, plan out for three months, and that's what you came up with? They're going to ruin Both of them? Both of them came up with it? That, I, see, man, that's what I, they were vague on it. Like... They just kind of like skipped over the fact that this is the fucking plan. You know, they, they just want to like amp up the drama. They're not using, they're not trying to crack it like me. Like, wait a second. What, this was the idea? This was your fucking grand idea? Your plan was to fucking go at her with, go to the kitchen one night and just jam it into her as many times as possible? That seems like 
that's the first idea you have. You're like, no, that's going to be messy. You know, it's in the house. That's like a crime of passion, stabbing someone yeah. 170 times. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't. The more I think about that, that's crazy. It pissed me off a little bit, and I didn't watch the whole thing. But there's, I had to, I had to believe that she is lying about it to get the dad in trouble, and she's like trying to tear the family apart from the inside out. Yeah, this sounds like there had to be some work. There, something had to be, be built up towards this. There's no way the plan was just like, I'm going to stab this woman 170 times. Yes. There had to be some sort of argument. Does, well, she, yeah. The mom was sleeping, though. She went to the room and, like, stabbed her while she was sleeping. Oh, God, the yeah. story just gets more yeah. horrific. Well, not while she was sleeping, because she, like, the mom woke up and thought it was the other, like, her real daughter, and it wasn't, and she was like, well... I guess I'm doing it now. And then she did it. The dad wasn't there. He was like away on business. It's all very, it's all very convoluted. So the mother who got killed thought it was. Well, no, I think she knew it was her, who it was eventually before she didn't know anything else before she didn't know. Before she bled out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah, so where so, do they leave, where do they leave off? Was this woman just uh, behind bars? She's in prison. I don't know. I like I said, it just it bothered me so much. I was like, what? this is the worst, the dumbest plan I've ever heard. Either she's lying, or they're bigger idiots than I believe them to be. And I just at some point, I just I didn't. I just walked away and I stopped watching. I'm gonna say um, she's yeah, in she, jail, she, she seemed like she had a few screws loose. The foster daughter. Uh. She seemed, yeah, because they got to interview her like from prison, and she seemed like she had a few screws loose, but was trying to put on a show. Was trying to put on a, at least that's how I read it. Was trying to put on a front for the cameras. Like, yeah, I got it together. I'm talking normally. I'm a normal person. Yeah, and you're just like, yeah, it's a ticking but, time bomb. Yeah, but I saw like the bloodstains in the bedroom, and I saw the bent up kitchen knife that you know you use to kill this woman. So I know. That whatever you say uh, is is hanging on by whatever th- thread you have left in that tiny brain of yours. Yeah, I just feel like the act of stabbing someone that many times is a, that's like a psychopath. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's more than just your normal like routine murder. Like I have yeah. to eliminate this person for my gain. This is like something sick. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was like she wanted to be like take over as the mom because there was like a younger daughter and she took to the younger daughter. Yeah, she thought like she would just. It's a lifetime movie. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. We took. Could definitely be a lifetime movie. You said they were easy. They're right. This is an easy one. She thought she was going to slide right in to the mother role. Do you remember which state this happened in? Oh. I. I was gonna say upstate New York, but I think that was a different one. Oh, I would. I had the South. Okay, I'm way off. I, yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember the state. I don't think. It, I, I. There's a couple that are blending together. I'm thinking of location. Were they? Were they white trash? Yes. Yeah, sounds, yeah. Right. And then I had one for two. One for two. <laughs> I, I, just, I was in the wrong part of the country. Listen, I was in the wrong part of the country. <laughs> Yeah, it, but here's the thing: like, if you're gonna, like, you see the dad, and you're like, you're you're going to jail for this fucking schlub. <laughs> Come on, like, yeah. you're gonna, you're gonna fucking, yeah. She's, she's got she's got some problems. 
she's probably the place she needs to be right now and uh probably forever yeah but, well well speaking of the speaking of women shout out to the arizona women last night big win over uconn yeah i watched yeah i watched that game did they uconn was even really in it i didn't watch that game i, I watched the game prior but uh it's Chick McDonald, man, for uh, Arizona. Lefty. All right. Point guard. Yep. Made it rain a little bit. Uh, yeah, UConn never really made a run. I watch UConn once every four years, man. I think the last time I watched UConn was the Mississippi State game they lost hey, in the Final Four. Around. So whenever – I mean, I just – I'm a mush when it comes to UConn. Yeah, 13 you're... straight Final Four. You're going bl- home. You're that black cloud that just comes in over UConn women. I guess so. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't rooting for him, if I'm being honest. I can't – Gino uh, – Gino rubs me the wrong way. I don't like Gino. Yeah. I can understand that. Seems like a dickhead. That he does. That he does. I think he said something post-game, too. I can't, can't remember what. Kind of rubbed me the wrong way. He thinks he's, like, more clever than he really is. He's just been there for 30 years. Yeah. He, yeah. Yes. He. Th- yeah. He thinks he's. Uh, well, I'll, I won't say anything. Popovich. No, nah, he just he thinks he's more important than he really is. He thinks he's. Cal- <laughs> he, thinks he's he thinks he's Calhoun. <laughs> no, I mean he's got a better resume than Calhoun, but like you know, he thinks he's like John Wooden. I'm saying. All right. All right. Fair enough. Well, he probably is like John Wooden. He the is the John game. Wooden of the women's game. He him, is him and Pat Summit. Yeah. Rest in peace, Pat. Yeah. So that that's all. You're not I mean, you're not John Wood. Like relax. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I see exactly where you're coming from. He's not uh it doesn't seem like a likable guy. Yeah, he, no, he's not. Yeah. Something about him. Yeah. He, he went that's at right. LeBron. He went at LeBron after LeBron made a comment. Uh yeah, LeBron. Well, LeBron's an idiot for making a comment with the foul. Guy gets every call for the past. 20 years in a league. He's making a comment about a referee call. Come on, man. Oh, I know. I mean, I'll, I'll never stick up for LeBron. I'm just saying, like, why? I mean, if someone asks me a question. If I'm Gino and someone asks me a question about what LeBron tweeted, I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you happen to watch the, uh, the full trailer for Space Jam? No. You did not. Neither did I. All I saw was a screenshot of uh, the team that LeBron was trying to make, and it was like the Iron Giant and King Kong, and it was just the person who commented on it was like, classic LeBron. Just bring – he's like, Michael Jordan won with Bill Murray. Look what LeBron's doing. <laughs> Take on the Monsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are there any other uh, pros in the movie? I hope so. I would hope there is. I have no idea. I don't know if there's any pros or if there's any celebrities in it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll probably I'll eventually see it, but... I don't know if you can get away with the joke like, uh, Larry is not white, he's clear. I don't know if you can get away with that in a 20... I don't know, that's, that's a tough Lone one. Space Jam, which is a, that's a great joke. That's, <laughs> that might be a tough one to uh, get away with, you're right. <laughs> uh, let's take a look, quick look and see if any other... Maybe they're keeping him on... Keeping them under the wraps, maybe. Can't say I like those new Toon Squad jerseys either. 
Immature UConn women say they underestimated Arizona in Final Four upset. Gino Oriama wasn't having it. What the fuck does that mean? Kyle Kuzma's in it. Ugh. Draymond Kyle. Green. Draymond Green, Anthony Davis, Clay Thompson, Diana Tarazi. Looks like it. Junior Kristen Williams said through tears, we thought it was going to be easy, I guess, and we got flustered. They had great ball pressure, and it wasn't like anything that we've seen before this season. We just couldn't get into a flaw offensively. You know how embarrassed I would be to say that I thought we took a team for granted? You know, like human, I would never admit that even if I did. Yeah, that's, that's the last thing you say. That's that would, embarrassing. It's a final four. You got to come out ready. I don't care who you're playing. We thought it was going to be easy. Yeah, it's a final four. What are you talking about? That's, the, that's a terrible comment. That's a terrible quote. Oh, man. That's really bad. I'm going to go out on a limb and say if someone in the men's game said this, they'd get crucified publicly and nationally. Yeah, if, that, if, Gonzaga, if Gonzaga lost tonight, if Gonzaga lost tonight and the kid Timmy or Kispert or Suggs came out with that quote, they would get murdered. Yeah, that is, that is such a bad comment. Especially UConn, <laughs> a, UConn hasn't won in years. So, I mean, it's not like they've won seven in a row or whatever they were doing in the 90s. Where they just is that true? They, they, they keep getting to the Final Four, but they haven't won? Yeah, I don't think they've won a championship in, uh, I'm going to say, 10 years. I don't know. And then the same girl uh, – no, same different, – different girl said – I think personally, we just didn't come out with the same fire that we had against Baylor. That's a ter- oh, terrible wow. quote. That's a terrible quote. Final four. I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's the final four. It's the final <laughs> four. The other team got there. But not because they, didn't get, they didn't get an automatic bid to the final four. They, they, they're not the Washington uh, generals. They were they play. Were they seed watching? They saw Arizona three seed, and they were like, ah, oh, this team. That's ridiculous. That, that is ridiculous. That's bad coaching by Gino. How does Gino have him ready? Right. If you're going to give him credit for all the, you know, for all the championships, he's got to take the hit on this one. And, that, wait, and also, was uh, Becker's – what's her name? The freshman girl. Was she one of the ones that said some of the stupid shit? Uh, one was a – the first quote was from a junior, Williams. Okay. And who's their most experienced player, I think. And I think one came from um, – that one was like a redshirt freshman. Oh, all right. Wow. I just yeah. know Paige Becker, is that her name? She's like the future. The blonde. Think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, she wasn't great, I don't think, last night. She was – I think she got her points, but no one on the team really looked that good. Yeah, she wasn't great in the Baylor game either. She, was, she started out hot in the Baylor game, but then uh, didn't have a great second half. Yeah. Uh, how come I can't find their most – how come I can't find their uh, fucking championships? Oh, here you go. Gino said, you never know what's in a player's mind or what's in a team's mind, he said. I've said all along this year to those that followed us, we have a very immature group. 
not just young, a very immature group. What? When we're high and when we're on top of the world, we think everything's great, and then things don't go our way. There's a poutiness about us. There's a feeling sorry for ourselves about us that you don't win championships when you're like that unless you get lucky. He said that just, yesterday? Yeah, he just he fucking drove a, drove a bus over his team, Holy man. Holy shit. God, what a prick. Yeah, he did kill you, murder. <laughs> he, he crushed his team, man. He crushed them. I would did not, not give them a soft landing at all, man. I would not want to be at that first practice back. There, he's going to run them to death. I mean, they're going to be doing suicides until uh, until Labor Day, basically. Should we bring uh, Gino in to manage the Yankees? Maybe send Boone over to coach Utah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They if anybody needs a, a kick in the ass, it's the Yankee team. <laughs> I don't think. Imagine, uh, I think Gary Sanchez would cry if Gino Ariema was his manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all they get are soft landings. The New York Yankees. Wow, that's, uh, that's a brutal quote. Yeah, <laughs> just absolutely slaughtered. That's a guy right there who has no issue with job security. Does not matter what he says. Nobody's going to say anything to him. Nobody's going to second guess him. No one's going to say anything publicly or nationally or anything. And not for nothing, if the kids are coming out and saying that we underestimated his team coming in, then he has every right to slam them, I guess. True, true. You got to know your team, though, I feel like. I don't know. How much – doesn't some of it have to go on the coach? Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, but he also has every right to break a fucking blackboard if he hears that quote. Like, you guys, are you coming out and telling the press you underestimated team? I'd fucking break the blackboard. Yeah. 2016 was our last championship, so it wasn't that long ago. 2016? Yeah, so it wasn't that long ago. Okay. Five years. Six-year drought next year. Yeah. The serious drought for the UConn women. It is. It is. Um, they haven't done it since 95 to 2000. Immature group. <sighs> Man, you better get mature. He said, believe me, the scouting report on Arizona and the game plan in Arizona was way more thorough and way more involved than the Baylor one was. So if that's the case, then it's bad coaching by us, and it's a sign of immaturity on our team. And we need to grow up if we expect to be back here in the future. I mean, they got there with no problem outside the Baylor game. You'll, yeah. you'll probably be there again, even if you're immature. Paige Buckers, that's the girl? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's a tough one. Tough one, Gino. Better hey. luck next year. What a yeah. prick. <laughs> what a prick. What do you uh, – I mean, it's two games. So I have nothing really on the Yanks. What do you see What, what do you see with the Yanks so far? I mean, there's nothing to say. There, yeah, there's not much really. It's just sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. Yeah. Like, so like, far. You're happy, you're happy with Sanchez hitting and yep. not looking completely foolish, at, you know, up the bat. I still – So nothing, nothing, nothing to get – nothing will get a rise out of you right now. No, not through two games. And probably not even. What if, what if I said the, the words Aaron Hicks? Would that get well, you a little? I was lucky. I, didn't, I, didn't, I had to get today's game on the radio. And I, and I did see 
Um, and he had an RBI infield single when I was listening. He did. Yeah. So it's I, – if I sat down and watched it and I was locked into it, maybe, I'm sure. I'm sure I could find something to nitpick about Hicks. Um, wow. What, uh, what do you have to – it just pissed me off. Go ahead. What do you got? No, it's just – it's typical Hicks. He did have the one uh, – he did have the one infield single with the bases loaded that kept the line moving, but pretty sure he struck out three times. Probably not a three hitter. Yeah, but these are all not. things that we kind of talked about coming into the season. <laughs> he's not a three. He's not a three hitter. He'll never be a three hitter. But I don't. They don't define three hitters the same way anymore. But just because well, they were, defi- well, I'm gonna say just because they define it a certain way doesn't mean it's right. So he's not a three hitter in any in any language. What are you gonna say? I was going to say, if you want him out of the three-hole, you got to give me who you'd replace him with. Okay. All right. I'm going to do this right now? Yeah. All right. Well, DJ – okay, it's DJ Judge, right? Yep. That's not going anywhere, right? You got to – yeah. Sanchez, what you know. And Glaber we don't trust yet. Sanchez we don't trust yet. Hicks, we know Hicks' story. Uh, Frazier, he's not there yet. <laughs> Stanton is a is a four hitter. If there's ever a four hitter, it's Stanton. Right. Uh, all right, we might have a point here. Uh, Jay Bruce, pretty good, pretty good option. Yeah, Jay Bruce, not a three hitter. <laughs> In his prime, I'm not sure he ever reached three hitter potential. <laughs> um. I mean, we need, it's got to be Glaber at some point. That's who it yeah, has. Yeah, Glaber is the only answer. Yeah, it's got to be Glaber. It's just a matter of when he gets there. I don't know when that is. I could see. Uh, I I don't think he ever. I don't think he would be. He's more of like a five six guy. But Frazier, if he ever puts it together, I guess yeah, he's probably he's not a three. But the way he's got such a quick bat, it's line drives. You know. He's the ball so hard. He could be a three hitter. I just think with, with when he makes contact, he looks like a three hitter. But it's just you know when he makes contact. Yeah, here and there. Yeah, that's not that's not that's not a phrase you should use for your three hitter. But no, they don't Hicks. really have one. That's the problem. That's Hicks also. No, yeah, it doesn't hurt. It, it yeah, when everybody's fucking right handed. It's just hard to. And you to, wouldn't change one two, like you wouldn't move DJ and Judge down to two three. You got to stick with that top of your order. I mean, you could put DJ anywhere in the in the lineup. I'm not, I wouldn't complain about it. But he's your leadoff hitter. He's got to be. Yeah, there's no reason to fuck with that. Your best hitter hits. Your best hitter gets the most at bats. That's the way I look at it. I wouldn't mind putting if 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 there was a, a viable option for a leadoff hitter, I wouldn't mind putting DJ three. But it's never gonna happen. Yeah, I, I like him lead off. Just leave him lead off. But he could hit. He could. He could put. He could bat. Yeah, he could hit anywhere. He could go three for three. Yeah, he's as versatile a player as they have. So, uh, yeah, a lot of bullpen. I've seen a lot of bullpen. So that's. And as yeah, I don't, you're gonna don't, see a lot of you're gonna <laughs> see a lot of the bullpen. The thing is, like ten years ago, you'd see the bullpen this this week in uh, the season. You're like, ah, oh, they're just, you know getting warmed up. It's stretching out the player, it's stretching out the pitchers. So they'll you know they'll be back pitching six, seven, eight innings at some point. But now this is the norm. They're going to keep doing this until 
the end of the season. Eventually, they're eventually they're going to expand. I think to like thirty man rosters. And it's going to be all pitchers that get added. No position players. Six man uh, rotations and shit. Anything I think the starting pitcher is going to get extinct. Anything? Anything? Uh, that's sad state of affairs. Anything else from Rob Baseball <laughs> that you saw? Not really much I saw. Uh, Yadi Molina got into it with Nick Castellanos today. Nice. Oh, nice. I didn't see that. Castellanos scored on a wild pitch, and he kind of taunted the pitcher a little bit, screamed in his face, and Yadi got in there, a little pushing and shoving. Who's the pitcher? Anybody? Uh, no name. Wood, Wood, Woodland. Yeah, some no name for the Cardinals. All right. Um, um, what else? The Nationals fucked up. They're beginning of the season. They fucked the Mets. That was probably the Mets' fault, even though it's the Nationals. Always, of, course, of course, the Mets are involved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you took the Reds over, right? Yeah. Would you have taken the Reds over if you knew that their starting shortstop was Eugenio Suarez? Who's He's not their a shortstop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, have, they don't have a true shortstop playing. <laughs> oh, they won I, today. One and one. There you go. 80, 80 more to go. I did no, not know. I did not know that. He uh I guess he, they had a couple errors on open night, whatever. I just thought it was hysterical. Yeah. All right. Well, you got any and what do you got going on for Easter tomorrow? Let's uh what'd you end up with? Are you doing lamb again? What do you got? Go no, on. I'm just going I'm going to my father's. All right, okay. What's he doing? He does lamb? Uh he does ham. I don't, I don't know. I really don't even know. Well, you have to report back. All right. Will do. Good stuff. I just got, just got done putting a little zine together. So that's all set. Uh, uh, stuff some artichokes. We got, a, we got a little ham, and we got a couple of lamb chops because the kids – we're not sure if the kids will eat them. That's why I got the ham. Ham's back up. Yeah. Yeah. And good for a few sandwiches down during the week. Did you make did you make pizza game? No. No. I uh it was my first experience actually doing it. I never never did it. it took me 34 years. Wow. Where'd you I go? usually work on Good Friday my father's. Okay. I usually work on Good Friday. And before that, my grandfather used to do it, but he would do it so early in the morning that <sighs> couldn't get there, you know. So uh yeah, it was actually a little bit uh easier than I thought. It's just about um, getting like the measurements down. Yeah, well, the, basically the, just whipping everything in a bowl together, throwing it in a pan with the dough, and that's it. Yeah, I think the dough is probably the most time-consuming thing. Uh, carting up all the meats. What was your? What he was bought your the dough. He bought the dough. He didn't make it. Oh, see, now he's cheating. <laughs> that's just, that's not like corners. Your, not like your grandfather did it. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> did you know Apicellus sells a special kind of dough this time of year for pizza game? No, I didn't. Pepper is it's it like peppery? Pepper, yeah. It's bad. Never yeah. seen it. Did you have any yet? Yeah, I sliced before. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? Oh yeah, uh, pretty good. How was that dough? How's the dough? Pretty good. Those, yeah, little, those are all right. Okay. There was no, no no crust, no crust on top. Is that also cut in corners? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I don't know. I I. I can't even really picture a pizza game with no crust on top. I mean, I guess I can picture it. It's just the middle. It's just the middle of it on top of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's cutting corners. 
Sounds like it. it. Sounds like cutting corners a little bit. I've seen it both ways by a lot of people, some with and without. So I know there's a lot of people that don't do the the crust on top. No, they're cutting corners too. They make it right. All right. All right. Two wrongs don't make it right. All right. With that being said, <laughs> same way you get a couple slices, my way. <laughs> crust or no crust, give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better eat. Uh, gotta, you got to uh, – Wait, so – ho- Hope they don't listen to this. Did you <laughs> – um, Don't hope too much. Uh, did you did you cut up the meat? Is that what you're doing? Just chopping up pepperoni and stuff? Yeah, cracking eggs, whip whipping the egg, whisking the eggs. Some whisking, some chopping. All right, good. Some pouring. I think that was your first time. So yeah, some pouring. Yeah, and I got po- the <laughs> pouring what? It was more drinking than yeah. I, I was much more of an observer, but uh, yeah, I got my hands dirty a little bit. I was just taking it all in. I got the and I got the official recipe on my phone now, so. Ooh, all right. Cut out the middleman next year. Do it myself. It is. It is. It is a little bit of work, though. It is a lot of work. I mean, it's just time consuming. It, yeah, it's easier than I thought. But yeah, it is time consuming, though. It's yeah. it's definitely time consuming. Yeah, a lot of a lot of busy work. Yeah, that's like with the lasagna. Like it takes a lot of time because like I do the the pasta uh, fresh, but uh, it's not hard. It's, it just takes a little bit of time. Which two different a lot things. of repetition with the lasagna. Lasagna. Yeah. Yeah, burnt the a lot shit. of repetition. Burnt the shit on my finger. Did you? I cut the fuck Splashing. out of my thumb before cut slicing nice. cutlets. Look at that one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, you came right. <laughs> you, came, <laughs> you came right through. I could picture. I know exactly. I did it. You came right through. Yeah, a little, little bit too far. <laughs> and it's a and it's a new knife set. So I cut the fuck. Oh, out. nice. Out of my, yeah. Well, at least you know the knives are uh, not cheap. Good quality knives. Yeah, new knife set with the new kitchen. Uh, second time I've cut myself, man. Those new knives. The other time I cut myself, I was washing it. My other my other <laughs> knives were so my other knives were so dull. Like I could just go over it with like a paper towel, just to give it a little wipe. <laughs> I tried that with a new knife and I cut the fuck out of my hand. I like these. And knives. then what kind of knives? Yeah. Let's, get, let's get an endorsement deal going on here. What kind of knives? I don't know. I'll have to report back on that. All right. The brand name. All right. Look so good. They work though. though. So they good, work. you'll lose a thumb. Yeah, almost. We're hanging on. Not the best. The, <laughs> the best cut I ever got was uh, on like a deli slicer. Because that sounds. I never use a deli slicer. It's so clean. It's because so sharp. They sharpen it all the time. So it cuts. I cut right right to my right to my index finger, and a cut. Uh-huh. And I looked at it, and I was like, "Wow, that should be bleeding a lot more than it really is," because like it was it was so deep. <laughs> And like I said, it's just perfect, you know, not jagged, not anything else. And then like a second later, just blood started coming out. I was like, oh, okay, it is. Yeah, steam to get stitches? Nah, I played softball that night. I played shortstop that night. Wow. Throwing like, hand? Like, throwing hand, yeah. I mean, not that I ever caught the ball, so it's never a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but I, yeah, I started shortstop. I had a big bandage on my finger, bleeding through it. Yep. Uh, be careful around those. Gotta things. play hurt. Gotta right. play hurt sometimes. That's right. Play uh, hurt. You can't. If you're injured, you can't play. If you're hurt, you can play. Well, if I never underestimated a beer league softball team we played against, you can't underestimate Arizona or Arizona. State we, or whatever it is. I mean, listen, we couldn't afford to underestimate anybody <laughs> well, on that neither, softball team. Neither, neither could you, Tom. Yeah, fair point. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, we've learned a lot on tonight's show. It's been wonderful. Uh, 
Hey, you got anything, anything that we're we missing before we go, before we wish everybody a uh, bone pasta? Happy Easter. <laughs> oh, did you go, uh, did you go to the bakery at all? Oh, I was there. Yeah, I was there uh, five and seven Friday morning. Oh, wow. Perfect. There's and they already had the open sign up. Oh, yep. up. Yep. Uh, and there was like maybe four or five people inside. Oh. Longest. So 10, 10, 15 minutes, I'm out of there. By the yep. time I'm out, like, like maybe 10, 15 minutes, already a line outside. So I just beat the traffic. On Friday? That's crazy. It wasn't quite down the street yet, but it was outside. You can only have like five or six inside at a time because of COVID yeah. now. Yep. The line yep. was already outside. I, um, I went to Lucibello's today, got pastry. In and out, no problem. I mean, it was busy, but in and out, no problem. Really? And then I went over. This is maybe 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Then I went over to Rocco's to look. I was gonna. I was just gonna run and get bread. Figured yeah. it'd be line. It, it was the longest line I ever saw at Rocco's. So I'll be heating up whatever. I, I have bread from Rocco's. I have bread from Arthur Avenue in the freezer. So I'll be heating, heating that up tomorrow. It was the longest wow. line. It was down the street, man. It was the longest line I've ever seen there. And it was a Saturday afternoon. Like I, you know, usually it's long. It's Easter Sunday. People are going like for the fresh, fresh one the morning of. They're not open tomorrow at all, right? I think they're closed on Sundays. No, they're open on Sundays, but they might have started closing Easter Sunday. They used to be. That's open. what I meant. They That's what I meant. Yeah. Close on Easter Sunday. Yeah. They used to be open on Easter Sunday, but I think they did start closing. They might have. I don't know. I'm not going there. So. No, man. That's why, I, uh, I, especially on a good uh, last year, I went a Good Friday, like late uh, morning, maybe like 11 a.m. Yeah. It was probably in line for an hour. Oh. 45 son. minutes. Jeez. That's why this year, man, I was like, I just want – all I wanted was Naples, and then I got a chicle bread just because it was – I was there. Yeah. Can't yeah. – you know, just, you don't get that everywhere. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's all I wanted was the Naples. No Naples at uh, – Who's Bellows? Bellows. No, they stopped making I knew them it, on, man. They stopped I making fucking them on Sunday. It. Yep, a lot that's of places what, do that. That's why Rocco's – Rocco's has them for like four months, dude. They had them back in January when I went there on DPW. <laughs> They're cut, that's cutting corners too. That's kind of cheating the system. If everybody's doing it, and here's hey, I didn't get them though. I, I I have principle. I I get them, you know, around you know Palm yeah. Sundays, whatever St. Joseph's Day, whatever. Fair enough. From like March 14th to to Easter, that's your Zapel window. Fair enough. So you're using Rocco's window and not everybody else's window. I'm using my my window. Rocco's window is gigantic. <laughs> okay, your window. You can drive us. You can drive a seven forty seven through the Rocco's April window. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> so your window just happens to fall within Rocco's window, though. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you know, it does. your window doesn't exist if you're playing like the rules at every other bakery in town. Yeah, it's funny because I was gonna go to Lucibello's because I haven't gone there in a while, and I know their pastries are, you know, maybe a little step up above uh, Rocco's. That they but are, I, want, I specifically wanted the Zaples, though, and I knew I could count on Rocco's, which is why I went there. That's brilliant. It's brilliant. I was waiting online for it, though, today. I might have gotten one if I went for the bread and I saw it, but I was waiting online today. No, sir. I'm good. So you didn't have a Zapel this year? No, uh, no, I did. I had one a year ago, right before the pandemic. That was the last one I had. That's right, the last one, yeah. It's right as it started, yeah. How so, do you rank them? How do you rank them, the three, the three flavors? Oh, um, chocolate's last, but not, but not, is, for, not for not trying. Uh, Regat is one, vanilla two, I think. RVC. I go, I go Regat, chocolate, vanilla. 
Okay. All right. I got two regard and two chalk. I didn't even get a vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's fine too because like the not that they're the same, not that the regard and the vanilla are the same, but if you're gonna have a little variety, the chocolate adds like the variety to it. Uh, at least you gave the right answer when it came to the best one. Regal is the best. Yeah, no, it goes that same. Yeah, I mean, it goes with saying, I guess, because you said it. But on the Mount Rushmore, from that, from this point forward, it goes without saying. Right, <laughs> we said it. We don't have to say it anymore now. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. we're the same. Goes without saying. We can't kill any more time repeating that it goes without saying. That the Zapel thing goes without saying because we there's no reason to beat a dead Zapel. <laughs> <laughs> And there is the title of the program. <laughs> Thank you very much. I was looking All for right. it. <laughs> All right. Well, happy Easter, everybody. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and listening to Sunday Tour. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you uh, this week coming up. We'll have a champion, what we do. And Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, a happy Easter. There's no real uh, Easter specials, right? Not really, unless you want to uh, maybe some like Jesus religious something. It's got to be the Passion of the Christ. Yeah, my wife is saying the Passion of the Christ. Or uh, that's such a weird Easter special. Though. I know. I know. You know, <laughs> it's not the a same. lot different than a lot of different than uh, the Great Pumpkin. You know, Charlie <laughs> Brown. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is because it's like saw for Christians, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little strange. And then, uh, isn't like the Ten Commandments always on? Yeah, I think that's an Easter right. one. Yeah. Isn't that like four hours long, though? I don't know if it's four hours long or four hours because it's on TV all with commercial all the time. Oh, no, maybe it's not. Maybe it is commercial free. I don't know. Yeah, it is a long one, though. Charlton Heston going on the mount there, doing his thing. That some, is Charlton Heston. That's what I thought. Getting some commandments. He plays Moses. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming Moses is the the main character, right? Yeah, he, he wrote the He talks to Bush. <laughs> the burning bush. <laughs> burning Charlton bush. Heston as Moses and the voice of God at the burning bush. He does Moses and God. Double dipping. Double dipping the two most important characters. Oh, God has that big of a role. <laughs> oh, is God the one who told? Is God the one who told Moses to write the Ten Commandments? Well, I don't know if it was the burning bush. I'm just saying he's God. God is God. I assume he's. I'm assuming whether he makes an appearance or not, he's got a big role in the Ten Commandments. <laughs> whether he has a speaking role or not, I feel like it's more of a cameo. <laughs> the old God cameo. God makes a cameo. Who's the next God? Because there we had Trump Heston's doing God. Then we had Morgan Freeman was God. Yes. It's got to be a woman. Alanis Morissette was already God one time. Oh, right. Bob Dogma. Bob Shepard was God for a long, the voice of God forever. The one and only voice of God, really. You know, right. Bob Shepard. Yeah, I don't know who the who's next, the uh, next God. Like, there's got to be some authoritative voice. Like, who's the always casting? Not, not like, a, not like in a Bruce Almighty sense or anything like that. Those, those guys don't count. Not in a comedy. No, who's got who's who's the guy that voicing God that you're taking seriously? I just don't know. I still think it's gonna be a woman. 
they think they're going to get progressive with the whole God movement. But they've done that before. It's not like the first time they've done it. Mm. I think it was more than Atlantis that did that played God too. I think it was another one. How many how many different gods have I you think, really seen? Though? I think Francis McDormand played God in uh, in um, an Amazon show, uh, Good Omens, which is all about angels and devils. Really? Yeah. I can't think of too many God roles. I don't know why I'm blanking. Don Draper was an angel in that one. <laughs> I don't know who the next. Uh, yeah, there's no. Everybody's such a goof now. Everybody like falls. Everybody just is happy to be a goofball now. So I don't know. Nobody wants to be taken seriously. So it can't be too big of a star, right? I don't know. Charleston is a gigantic star. Star at the time. Morgan Freeman is a pretty big star. I think God should be more heard, not so much seen. Well, it's got to be the voice. That's the thing. It's the voice that counts. Okay, the voice. Yeah. I'm not looking for a guy who looks like God. I'm a guy who sounds like God for a movie. It's a little bit of an older guy. Can it be Tom Hanks? Too high-pitched of a voice. got to be deeper than that, right? got to be a deep voice. Okay. Hmm. Hanks, Hanks has the stature. Denzel has got to be good. Denzel be a good God. Denzel doesn't really have the deepest voice either, though. It's deeper than Hanks. Deeper than Hanks. Well, well, fair. Okay. Not Charlton Heston deep. <laughs> no. No, they don't make him like that anymore. Connery would be a perfect God. Connery would be a good God. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I really want that accent as God, though. To be honest with you, you don't think he could Americanize it? What about an Americanized Connery? Did he ever go American? I don't think so. Yeah, too much pride. He probably yeah, if he said, "Fuck it, I'm not not changing my accent." <laughs> it's like Jack not wearing the uh, not wearing the Red Sox hat for the party. right, <laughs> right. Uh huh. All right, well, something to think about. Keep your eyes open for the next uh, G-O-D. Capital, yeah. Capital G-O-D. All right. All right, well, I'll, I'm sure I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a happy Easter, man. All right, happy I'll get, Easter. I'll get this out. All right. All right. Peace.